the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There we go. The uh, Rams fight song. I, I'm presuming that you watched the game yesterday. I'm presuming that there's been, you've, there's been maybe a smile on your face today, unless you're a transplanted Ohioan living out here in Southern California. Just it's nice, nice to have a victory, isn't it? Whether you're a diehard Rams fan or whether you're just a casual Rams fan, it's just it's nice when the home team wins a game like like what happened yesterday and and all across the country folks watching the game it it's always it's an interesting the, the day after people are talking about the game they're talking about the commercials they're talking about the halftime show a lot of buzz on twitter about the halftime show f- from yesterday i will just have to the, the halftime show was not aimed at my particular demographic okay i i needed to have my my adult children in the room with me. So I could say now, which one is Dr. Dre and which one is Kendrick Lamar? I'm, I'm just being real. Okay. I'm just, I, I knew which one Mary J Blige. Okay. But the rest, and I knew who Eminem was. And I just was, I was, I was trying to piece a little of it together. So that was a halftime show and a lot of buzz on Twitter about the halftime show and whether it was a classic in all time or whether people are going really Anyway, that's one conversation. Then the ads. Always interesting to talk about the ads from the game and the ones that you remember the next day and whether you remember the 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 company that that was advertising. Sometimes we remember the ads and go, it was a funny ad. Who was it for again? What was the product again? We remember the funny part, but we don't remember the product. I don't know what ads stood out to you. I I didn't watch the ads with as much interest this year as I have in in past years. I don't know why. Um, I'm I'm always kind of curious to see the take these companies have and how they present what's going on. A lot of electric car ads. Wasn't that interesting? But I I will admit that the one right before halftime that was um, the the race, what what, what were they? They were off-roading in Toyota Tundras. And it was Tommy Lee Jones and Leslie Jones and then Rashida Jones. And then finally Nick Jonas pulls up and adds the Jonas to the – I thought that was cute. I thought that was a nice spin on that one. So there's the ads, there's the halftime show. But the game, the game's what – I mean, the game was the game. And like all of us, we we were wondering when Odell Beckham was injured, which, by the way, it looks like – I haven't seen confirmation on this. Torn ACL is not what I think that's what is suspected. I don't know that it's been confirmed yet. That's hard, man. A couple of great catches for him in the first half before that happened. And when that happened, it was like, hello, can have we got anything that we can do? Until that last drive when it's like, why haven't we just been thrown to Cooper Cup the whole time? Right. And I'm I'm assuming, again, that you were paying this kind of attention. But the thing that I was interested in, because I, I don't know how much you know about 
uh, the, the backstory of some of these, Matthew Stafford's backstory, you know that, coming from Detroit, 12 years there, uh, never getting past the first round of the playoffs, and and now to be able to, to come in and be a part of a championship team, that was... Uh, that that was fulfilling for him and for his family but but cooper cup's story is one of those really interesting stories that i i went online and uh read an espn article about his days in uh what was it eastern washington that where he went to to college and you know not not a d1 school he was not heavily recruited out of high school the idea that he was going to be an nfl Football player is pretty far-fetched. In fact, it reminded me a little bit. Cooper Cup's story reminded me a little bit of of the uh, the American underdog story, the Kurt Warner story. Somebody you, who who made it to the Super Bowl and and was a standout in the Super Bowl because of a lot of hard work and determination. The interesting thing about the ESPN article and and you see this here here we are Valentine's Day. Really, his wife. Anna has been the motivation, the driving force, his cheerleader, his coach, his trainer. Um, she she worked to put them through college. She's been the one who has believed in him, kept pushing him. Really sweet article uh, that you could just ESPN Cooper Cup, and the, the article should come up. It says, the making of Cooper Cup. The Los Angeles Rams, Rams receiver credits his wife's inspiration for his superstar turn. And as I read the article, one of the things that popped up in the article was about uh, their focus on their faith. That's all it said about it. But you read something like that and you go, I wonder I wonder what the details are there. I wonder what they would say about their faith. So I dug a little deeper and it turns out that Cooper actually spoke with uh, the guys at Sports Spectrum uh, who who cover the whole area of faith in the in professional sports and had a chance they just asked him about how faith factors into his his role on the Rams and into his role as a professional football player I thought you guys would be interested we I, do we have I think we've got it yeah we we've got it pulled up uh here here's what Cooper said about how faith fits into what he does as a as a ram I think the thing that he has taught me is that um, you will find you will find that you are most fulfilled. You will find the most joy um, when you are rooted in your purpose. You know, and, and um, specifically rooted in, in His purpose for you. And you know that to me has been one of the best things about this year. Of beyond all of the um, all the games that we won, beyond all of the. You know, honors, accolades, whatever um, it is. You know, I've just I, I've had so much fun being able to play this game, and you know, my my motivation. I touched on earlier, my motivation coming in to you know every single day is to run the race in such a way as to honor God um, and the passions that and the um, talents that He has given me. And that I hear stuff like that, and that's I wind up cheering for players more than I cheer for teams. I hear a guy who's got that focus in his in his life, in his heart, in his profession, and and I wind up cheering. Of course, he was the the star of the game, got the trophy as the most valuable player in the game. So, way to go, Cooper! Congratulations 
all of L.A. is grateful for you and for the job that you did. Uh, you, You were the one in the middle of double teams pulling in passes that that made that happen. And it, it w- could have been evil, evenly split between Cooper and Odell Beckham if Odell had not had the injury. And interestingly, um, Odell got asked about his faith too and made made some comments about his own faith journey and where he is with God. So c- can we play that? Go ahead and play that. I've definitely watched, heard, and, and witnessed it all changed, man. And it just... It's just a testimony to stand down, you know, stand humble, stand in your faith, bro. And, you know, here I am with an opportunity um, to, to reach one of the goals in my life that, I, that I've always wanted to reach. So hard way to go out in the middle of the game, torn ACL, praying for, for that. That's not how you want to get a ring as a player. That you want to reach that goal, and it's kind of bittersweet that it happened the way it did for Odell. But anyway, the Super Bowl, great memory, uh, and and just a, a great performance by the Rams in the clutch last night, uh, particularly Stafford and Cup there in the fourth quarter and that that final drive, putting that together, and then the defense coming in and keeping Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. Um, he he could have brought he could have brought Cincinnati back if it weren't for the defense rallying there in the final minutes of the game, final minute of the game, to keep that from happening. So, congrats to the Rams. Here's here's the question that came to mind for me as I was watching the game, and here's what I want us to talk about this hour. Um, you know there were a couple of ads, and and you've seen these ads all the way through the playoffs. There were a couple of ads about uh, sports books, about gambling, online gaming. It is estimated that yesterday, what was the number? Seven point, I want to get this right, $7.8 billion? $7.6 billion. That's the estimate. With a B, $7.6 billion wagered on yesterday's game. I saw a statistic today that said that's a 78% jump from last year's game. And it's not because of who the teams were. It's because of how prevalent, how easy, what the access we have today looks like for gaming. I mean, everywhere you turn, whether it's DraftKings or Caesar Sportsbook or any of the gaming folks, they they're coming at it hard, saying, "Make make some money, have some fun. This is this is a way to make the game more fun and more exciting." I had a conversation last week with somebody who came to me and just said. I have a question for you. This person said, "I once a month, I take a set amount of money and I go to the casino. And I spend the day at the casino. I either spend the day at the casino or I spend till I'm out of money at the casino. And I just go and blow off some steam and have fun 
This, this is a person who I, I said, what do you do? Slots. Sit and do the slot machines and just do that for a while. And it's, it's relaxation, entertainment. It's recreation for this person. And this person asked me, said, is, that, is it okay that I'm doing this? Said, I, I don't tell anybody. I haven't told anybody. I, and, and there had been this, the, the, it was the interesting thing. The reason it had come up in this person's mind was because um, they, they were in the middle of a life and death situation and they were worried that, uh, that there was some hidden, some, some sin in their life that they had been entertaining that would have not pleased the Lord. So we were talking about gambling is sitting, is sitting on a bench with a set amount of money and putting, can you, is it still quarters? I don't know. Quarters or I don't think it's pennies anymore or nickels. Maybe it's silver dollars. I don't know, but just putting the money in the machine and pulling, is that, is that a a form of recreation that is not a lot different than if you went and spent 50 bucks to watch a show or is there a problem here and we we talked about the normal things we talked about greed we talked about idolatry we talked about uh we talked about idle time we talked about compulsion whether there'd ever been an issue with it being compulsive uh, whether it had ever drifted to what feels like addiction, uh, how could this would this person be okay giving it up if they felt like that was what the Lord wanted them to do? Talking about a conscience, having a clean conscience before the Lord, and why all of a sudden did this come up as a something troubling their conscience? Is it because the the Spirit was pressing on this person, or uh, is there something there? And it just got me thinking with the Super Bowl coming up. I'm just wondering how many of how many of you did any of you um, wager with friends? Do you have an office pool? Is that different than if you call a sports book and put fifty dollars down on the game? Is that is putting fifty dollars down on a game in a sports book different than going and doing fifty dollars worth of slots for as long as you can hold out at a casino? Is casino gambling different than than online gaming? You, you, have you heard about <laughs> have you have you heard about mattress Mike? Mattress Mike. I hadn't heard about mattress Mike. This or mattress Mac. Uh, Jim McInvale lives in Houston. He owns a furniture store in Houston, and he did a promotion where he said, and his furniture store. You come by $3,000 or more in bedding from him right in front of the Super Bowl, and if the underdog wins, he'll give you your $3,000 back. So he's really saying to folks, come by the bed you want. Now's the right time, and if the Bengals win, it's free. I'll I'll give you the money back. Well, apparently this promotion did, did well for his company. Because Mattress Mac placed a $9.5 million bet on the Bengals to win. A 
not he went across he, he's in Texas he went into Louisiana where he could go to a sports book and he put nine and a half million dollars on the line had he won he would have won 16.2 million instead he lost the 9.5 million which I guess he'd sold enough mattresses ahead of time that it's like oh well So, what I'm, I would love to hear from you. In fact, our lines are open at eight 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 fifty two talks eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. One more time eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Or you can email us at socallive at kkla dot com. I'd just love to hear from you. If somebody came up to you and asked you the question that this person asked me. Is it okay to go play the slots as long as it doesn't become an addiction? If it's just recreation, I do it from time to time. Like some people play golf, I play the slots. Is it okay to play dime poker with your friends on a Friday night? Because it's just you're playing a game. Or is there something more significant that we need to be paying attention to? Part of the reason I bring that up is because of the column that was in the New York Times this week. Ross Douthat, yesterday, writing in the Times, is talking about how what we're seeing happen in our culture right now is gambling is moving from a a kind of a secluded backlot activity to being normalized. He he says, in the case of gambling, this is Ross Douthat, in the case of gambling, uh, once we decided that some forms of gambling should be legally available in some places with some people profiting, it became inevitable that the restrictions would eventually crumble on a much larger scale. So the path from Las Vegas and Atlantic City to Native American casinos across the country, to today's ubiquitous online gaming, looks like one continual process with no natural stopping place along the way. He goes on to say, the trouble is that societal health often depends on law and custom not being perfectly consistent, but not taking every permission to its logical conclusion. Gambling is is speeding ahead like a growth industry. And in much the same way that in the last 10 years, we've seen marijuana use increase and become legitimate and legalized in much the same way uh, that, that we're seeing other, what, what used to be considered vices now being normalized. That's what's happening with gambling. Should we, as Christians, should we be pushing back on that? Or should we be, should we just say it's, you know, as long as it doesn't get out of hand, it's it's like social drinking is okay, but getting drunk is not. Is, Is gaming okay, but having a gambling addiction is not? Is that the right way to view it? Or are there biblical principles we should be considering? Did you bet on the game yesterday? 
Do you buy a lottery ticket from time to time? I'd love to talk, or, or would you say, I don't, and I don't think anybody else should, and here's why. Give us a call at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. We need to be having these kinds of conversations, and we need to be thinking this through critically and biblically, because to not have the conversation, it's just coming at you like a tidal wave. Like I said, with the ads that are coming on TV, with all that we're hearing about, gambling is going to be a normal part of American culture. Well, in, in some ways it already is, but it's going to be more prevalent, more prominent. Again, whether it's lottery ticket. Do you buy a lottery ticket from time to time? Is that okay? And are you thinking, I, yeah, I do, but I'm not going on Christian radio and talk about it. Somebody right, recognizing my voice. I don't want the people at church to know about a lottery ticket. I've, I have never bought a lottery ticket. I'm just telling you for me, because I'm afraid I would win the whole thing. And then it would be in the newspapers. Christian radio host wins the lottery. And I thought that's probably not good. So I've, that's been my reason. 888-528-2557. 888-52-TALKS is the number. Give us a call and let's talk about yes, no, good, bad. If you had a friend come to you and ask you, what would you tell him? Lines are open. We'll take a time out and we'll take your calls when we come back as your Monday edition of Southern California Live continues. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, gaming this afternoon. Super Bowl yesterday, $7.6 billion wagered on the Super Bowl. 31 million Americans were made a bet of some sort yesterday. So what is that? That's a little less than 10% of the population that bet on the game. 36% of Christians believe that betting on sports is morally wrong, which means, let's flip that around, that means what, 64% don't see a problem with betting on sporting. Pastors feel a little different. A majority of pastors think it's morally wrong. Three-quarters of pastors don't think it ought to be legal. What about you? Are you, do you gamble? Do you think it's okay? If a friend asks you, what would you tell them? Lines are open at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Rose is on the line with us first up today from Bradbury. Rose, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, good afternoon. <laughs> you know, the first thing that really got me was you said, well, a Christian is going to get on the line and say and admit that I've gambled or that I've got myself in a situation. And I thought, oh, how embarrassing. I don't want to say anything. But then the Lord just it quickened in my spirit. That's how we overcome the enemy, by the word of our testimony. That's a and good the word. Blood of the Lamb. So I have to testify, and I have to be honest. And uh, I'm not a gambler, but there was a situation, and I believe it's a vice that the enemy draws you into, because we're all in a, a, a place in this world and in this society where we need more money. <laughs> we need more money. And the enemy will lie to us and, and tell us, you know, place your bet, place your wager, you know, uh, don't forget the lotto, it's $150 mm-hmm. million, dollars and 
any way to get uh, that extra dollar. So I felt a little embarrassed to come on and say, but I'm going to give the God, I'm going to give God the glory that He always gives us a way out, and we have to really be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And uh, over the summer, I had my sister. She was uh, here with me for a couple of months, and she really enjoyed going to the casino. I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name the casinos. I'm not going to give them any kind of advertisement. Right. And um, so I would take her every Thursday. I would take her every Thursday. We'd go out there early, and I would just stand behind her and watch her because I'm I'm not a gambler. And uh, she would give me a couple of dollars to, you know, get off of her back and go play a machine. And (laughs) I would start winning, you know, maybe $5, win $20, and, and, and... I started taking her every Friday. Then I started using my own money. Hmm. And from that, I started going to the ATM and drawing out more money than I thought I wanted to spend. I found myself really quick in a hole. Um, I'm retired. They're retired. But I, um, you know, I have the responsibilities of maintaining my home and, and the things that I need to do financially. And I am a tither. And um, really quick, I found myself in a situation. So I was trying to take out these payday loans, and I dug myself in such a hole. And um, I thank God for his mercy because one of my daughters, she just really came through. And I told her, I was honest with her. I told her, this is where I'm at, and this is where I found myself. And I heard the Lord tell me, don't go to that casino anymore. So I haven't been there since, but but I will say that, you know what, um, it's, it's, you can be, you can be taken in. And one of the things that the Lord just continues to tell me, and I mean, some people go, there's a lot of people that go for fun. There's a lot of people that have all this extra money and they say it's for fun. And I, I don't know how much fun it is to you know, give all your money away. I'd rather give it away <laughs> to a worthy cause now. But, um, you know, the Word of God says to not be conformed to the ways of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Right. So I think I see a lot of things there. You know, we can be so easily, easily, you know, sucked into just trying to make that extra buzz. So. Hmm. You know, I just want to give God the glory, and and I am going to say I am a Christian. I am a true believer. (laughs) I'm a minister leader, and, um, you know, if you're not careful, if you are not careful, these things can happen. But I praise God that the Holy Spirit just kind of gave me that little spanking and said, do not be conformed to the ways of this world. Mm. So that's all I have to share, and I thank you for your show. You know, Rose, that's a great testimony, and I appreciate your courage and you calling in to to share it because I think it is it is easy to just be subtly pulled in to uh, to this. You you're just standing behind your your sister watching her, and all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm going to try this, and then five dollars becomes twenty, and uh, that that can be it can get to you quickly and and for you to recognize it and then say I need this is something I need to walk away from um and 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 re- to, to go from ATM withdrawals to payday loans that's when you know uh this this is uh, gone 
where it uh, it should not go. So I appreciate your call, and I appreciate your story. Uh, Jim is joining us this afternoon. Number, the lines are open, by the way, 888-52-TALKS is the number. Uh, I'd just love to hear. Maybe you're finding gambling. You just do it from time to time as a, as a relaxation, and it's not an issue. But I'd, I'd just love to hear your stories. Jim is on the line from Long Beach. Jim, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you for having me. Really glad to be here. Um, I'm a reformed gambler back from 25 years ago. Uh, sports gambling pretty much destroyed my life. I lost my wife for a year, and it was only through reading the scriptures, totally surrendering to the Lord Jesus Christ on my knees, on my face, on the beach for, for days, pleading for surrender that uh, I was delivered from this. This is a very, very destructive habit that young people are getting into. It, it breaks my heart to see people like the Mannings, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and yeah. Dad Archie Manning pushing something like this Caesars sports gambling. How many Rams fans today that bet on the Rams, even though I haven't gambled in 25 years, Bob, the Rams were favored by four and a half points. If you know point spread and your listeners know it, the Rams won by three. So a 16-year-old boy or a father that bet $1,000, whatever the amount was, were they happy that the Rams won the Super Bowl, but they lost their money? Right. And so this is a, it starts very slowly. It starts out, I never gambled till I was 30 years old. I was protected from that. I, I, I was a high school baseball coach. And then slowly it was ego. Friends said, hey, Jim, you know a lot about sports. What do you think about this game? And I helped a friend win, like, nine straight uh, uh, sports bets. Huh. And then he started, hey, here, here's a couple hundred dollars. Thanks. He'd give me, like, ten. So it fed my ego. Before you know it, Bob, I was flying to Vegas every weekend, lying to my wife, uh, coming back at 10 o'clock at night, saying I was somewhere else with my business. Hmm. And I was out betting on baseball. I was laying bets on football and flying back on a Saturday night and waiting for the game the next day. We're talking $5,000, $10,000, $15,000. And, yes, gamblers win. But look, look at just the example yesterday. The Rams won, but they did not cover that four-and-a-half-point point mm-hmm. spread. So you're a loser. So it just happens so many times. But one thing, Bob, is it's Satan lures you in, just like anything, like, like a little cord around your neck, and he plays with you. And so uh, that's my testimony, that if anybody's out there that really has a gambling problem, uh, there's many, many great groups out there, uh, Gamblers Anonymous, but maybe your a local church has groups. Uh, therapy helped me tremendously, but it's really only that total surrender. That, I, I, yeah, I wanted to know, what was it? Because you said that you almost lost your, or you did lose your marriage for a year. What what was it? Do, do you still feel the pull of it when, when a big game's coming up? Do you still find yourself going, oh, man, it'd be, it'd be nice to put some money down? Well, because our minds are what? They're, they're fallen. Our, our minds are fallen because the fall of Adam and Eve, we live in a fallen world. We have fallen minds and bodies. Of course, 100% honest that you, you know that. That's how I knew the point spread because you're listening to the sports news at night or the local news. You, you can't help. One, one year, Bob, 20-some years ago, it was the Super Bowl, and I had to get away. I had to get away. So I, I drove to Seal Beach, where I live close. 
I spent the whole time reading the scriptures for mm-hmm. four hours out mm-hmm. in seclusion. I did not want to know the score. And that was a breakthrough because you, you, we're, we're, sp- we're in the world, but we're not supposed to be of it, right? Right. And, and, and we live in this world, and, and Satan is the god of this world, right? And, uh, but we need to always surrender to the, to the real God, the God of the Bible, and our Lord Jesus. And that's, that's my testimony to anybody, and I can leave my number with you, and if anybody needs to get in touch with me that's struggling, I can counsel them, I can help pray for them. I'd love to do that, Bob. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll take your number and uh, keep it here at the station. If anybody wants to get in touch with Jim, Jim, thank you for your call and for uh, for for being on with us. We're talking about whether it's okay to have, you know, just casual gambling. You do it for fun. Or is it one of those things that that sucks sucks the life out of your soul? Is it is it a, a tool of... The enemy. We're taking your calls at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. We'll take a quick time out and uh, continue to take your phone calls as your Monday edition of Southern California Live continues. There you go, the chairman of the board. Talking about gambling, we're talking about all of the people, the 31.4 million Americans who bet yesterday on the Super Bowl, and congratulations to the Rams for the win, but we're just wondering about, does does a little recreational gambling heighten the excitement of the game for you? Does it make the highs higher and the lows lower? Is that a problem? Is Is a little gambling an issue? 888-52-TALKS is the number, uh, and we've got Marita in Whittier joining us this afternoon on Southern California Live. Marita, welcome to the program. Thanks for calling. Marita, you there? Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Marita. It's Marta, not Maria. I'm sorry, got it printed up here. Marta, welcome. Thank you. Well, yeah, I, this is my first time calling, and the reason why I'm calling is to really hit home uh, regarding gambling, because that's how it starts, little by little, and by the time you notice, you know, you, you lose everything. And, you know, people think, oh, yeah, I'm winning, but uh, reality is, it's not, because they never say how much they lost before hmm. they win. How, how how have you seen this happen, Marta? How have you seen this happen? In my family, and that's the sad part. Hmm. I see my some of my family just going down. I mean, really struggling with this, and and you know, and they they make lies, they do all kinds of stuff, and uh, you know, and but I know what it is, and you know, is because it, they when they. They come and borrow money, and they say, oh, because so-and-so this, and that. I know that's not it. Yeah. And so, and, and it starts little by little, and by the time you notice, you dip into it. And so... It, is is what you've really, seen, has it been sports gambling, or has it been casinos, or the lottery, or it's what? Been both. Both. Sports and casino. Uh-huh. Yeah, and well, now they make it so easy for people because now they do it over the phone. 
Yeah, that's the thing is the, the easy the, the easy access to gambling is what is, I think, turning up the heat and causing people to go, well, this must be okay. It's easy to do online. I, you have to check and say you're 18, like, like who, you know, come on, but, or, or 21 or whatever the number is. I don't know. Marta, thanks for your call. This, this is, um, this is this is a growth industry gambling, and you stop and look and go, what have the growth industries been in our country in the last twenty or thirty years? And when you start to go, well, let's see, marijuana is growing, let gambling is growing, and and uh, pornography is growing and becoming normalized. And in fact, we're going to talk more about that later this week. Uh, Gene is on the line with us from Downey. Gene, thanks for calling Southern California Live. Uh, have we got, yeah, there's Gene. Go ahead, Gene. You're on. Yes. Uh, I just thought I'd weigh in on, on this topic. Um, I think all, you know, I think you have to just, uh, ask God for wisdom. And I think that as so many things in people's lives, if it's, if it, if you know, it's a problem, then you shouldn't be doing it. Hmm. And if it's something that you can't do, Let's say if uh, you couldn't do it with your small church group, then, I mean, to me, that's a no-brainer. You shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. But I don't—I um, tried to get a couple of my friends to make a small wager on the game yesterday, and uh, nobody was taking it. They, they were afraid that the, it was going to be too close, as, as it was. Yeah. But I don't see anything wrong with—in uh, in my conviction, and I'm a Christian, I— um, I don't see anything, you know, one one for a twenty dollar bet between friends to just make it interesting. But if it's a problem, if if you have to go to Vegas and you have to gamble and you have to, you know, I have a uh, my mother uh, has a severe gambling problem, hmm. and uh, she she I I could relate for her more towards the first caller. I can't remember her name. But where she was talking about going to the ATM and then going to the payday loans, and that that used to break my heart to watch yeah. my mom go out to the casino, and you know, come back shellacked, or you know, other times she would come back, and uh, I think it even caused problems between her and my dad because, unfortunately, she won big a few times, like twenty, thirty thousand, hmm. and. She, you know, she hid the gambling from my dad, and I think if you got to hide something, that's a problem right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it caused her a bunch of problems with the IRS and taxes and and the whole thing. Not to mention, you know, I think what your last caller said is all the money. But now for myself, if I go on a vacation as I did this, and about six months ago, I went to Keystone to go see Mount Rushmore, and we passed. A friend that I was with likes to uh, see all of the hard rock cafes, and that one happened to be a hard rock cafe and casino. And uh, it wasn't something that was on our list of things to do, but, you know, she said, hey, can we stop there? And we did. And uh, and they're also Christians, and I, I think I spent like $40, but it wasn't – I don't need to go back. So I, I think – I think you have to use wisdom. I think if it's if you know it's a problem, then you need to ask the Lord to deliver you from it and get away from it. Um, I agree that the industry of the gambling is 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 evil, 
because they don't care whose money they take or what what harm it causes to your situation. So, well, and, and, and that's a great observation because one of the things you, you got to know is that the, the folks who are behind Caesar Sportsbook or or uh, DraftKings or any of these, they want this to be a growth industry. And the way they get it to be a growth industry is to get you to do more of it and to get you to lose more money. So th- that's what they're betting on. That's their whole business model. If you're not losing more money more often, their business isn't turning out the way they want it to. So they're dependent on people losing more money more regularly. And and I think that's a great point to bring up in all of this, Gene, as we talk about whether it's right for us. You know, the, the next thing that's going to come up for, for you is, for, for any of us, is going to be the office pool around, uh, do, do you put a dollar in on on March Madness when that comes up? Are, are, so there are those kinds of things that you look at and go, that's harmless, that's a dollar here. But but that could be a seed that could be destructive in your life. Eugene is on the line in Santa Ana uh, calling in this afternoon on Southern California Live. Eugene, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you um, bet. I don't, I don't think gambling is unique. I mean, I'm sure a lot more problem yesterday was caused by alcohol consumption hmm. than by gambling. And smoking is unhealthy. And football itself causes brain damage. And, I mean, there are just many things. You know, I think people have to be careful. People have to use some wisdom. People have to exercise caution. Churches have bingo games. Hmm. Uh, You know, I think gambling is something people enjoy. But like everything you enjoy, if it becomes obsessional, it's not a joy anymore. I, I don't have the answer to solve this problem. But I don't think there is an easy solution. I, I think, you know, as I've tried to look at this and say there are there are biblical principles related to greed or related to uh, folly or related to compulsion that, that are principles of wisdom. And I, I had somebody recently said, well, wait, didn't, the, didn't they cast lots to determine who the, the disciple to replace Judas would be? So what are we supposed to make about that? So I, I do think there's a there's a point that has to be. I, I can't come on here and say anybody who puts a but, uh, a bet down on uh, they're, they're out playing golf with their friends and they say let's uh, let's bet on this hole. If you do that, yeah, you have just sinned. I can't say that, but but there there's something in our psyche that we got to be aware of, and I think that's what you're pointing out, Eugene. We got to be. We we got to be sensitive to this, and some people get sucked into it and swallowed up by it, and it does become a life dominating issue for them that gets them into real trouble. Alonzo's on the line in uh, Mount Vernon. Alonzo, thanks for calling Southern California Live this afternoon as we talk about gambling. Well, my sir, thank you for taking the call. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> I shouldn't yeah, say that, well, should I? Uh, I shouldn't say you bet at the beginning here with what we're talking about. I should say thank you for calling. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, well, I think that the whole betting situation is shooting. Is, I mean, it's going to get eventually worse. I like I talked to the gentleman. Um, my mother started with scratches here and there, and with a little, you know, uh, lottery tickets here and there, and then all of a sudden in the casino, then all of a sudden uh, uh, borrowing money here and there. And, you know, this is turned into a huge problem. Like like the lady said, you know, little by little, because basically Stan doesn't just show up out of nowhere and be like, ah, I got you. It's like little drops of water here and there, and then he gives you a little sip, 
And then when you see you're drowning all that stuff and like you know death and all that stuff, just like pornography. You know, back in the days, supposedly. I mean, because I'm older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, back in the days, like the only time the kids, kids, it was so hard for kids because you know Playboy and magazines and these places won't let they won't sell it. You know, unless you have ID or you were. It was not immediately available. Yes, right. Yeah. Now you know, my, I got my you know like seventeen year old cousins and stuff and. You're watching anime was basically borderline pornography, and I'm like, "Well, look at this stuff." And then you just can go in there and watch whatever you like and do whatever you want. So, yeah, I think it's a bad idea, but of course, there is. Um, I'm not saying it's gonna get away with it or anything like that, but it's basically it's just gonna continue to happen, and it's gonna get worse, and a lot of people are gonna get hooked, and, and yeah, well, bad idea. We shouldn't be doing. And you know what? And. Uh, my uh father always tells me because I'm I'm sometimes I I look like I'm in love with money or I'm really have a big crush in money. So he always tells me that uh, hell and destruction are never full. Hmm. So the eye of the men are never satisfied. Doesn't you matter know, money- that's a great point, Alonzo, and I, I I'm gonna jump in here just because Solomon in Ecclesiastes two tells us that you can get to a point where your heart is not satisfied. You get everything you want. It doesn't fulfill it. But my own, I remember when I was in my 20s, first time I ever came to California from the Midwest, we drove through Las Vegas and I was with a group of guys and we stopped and I said, I got 30 bucks. Actually, back back in the day, I got 20 bucks to spend and 10 bucks that I'm going to save. I'll just go in and play blackjack with my $20 and have some fun. No harm, no foul. Went and played Spent my 20 bucks, lost my 20 bucks. And then I got to the end of that after I'd lost my 20 bucks. And I thought, well, I'm just going to try this this 10 bucks and see what happens to it. Of course, I lost that, which meant I didn't have any money to buy food with the rest of the trip home. And I realized at that point in my life, this is not a healthy thing for me. This is not something I need to be doing. And so I just, I was able quickly, easily turn off the spigot. I, I think we got to be aware there's a snare here and the enemy wants to use it to, to bring us down and to take us out. We got to be really careful. Thanks to all of you called in as we've talked about gambling here in this first hour. It's Valentine's day. We're going to talk about love in hour number two. So stay with us as your Monday edition of Southern California live continues. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 